really from, right? What's your true heritage? Not just I'm from Ghana. No, right. we want to know what's your what's your mom's tribe, what's your dad's tribe. Mm-hmm. How do you identify? I, I like to think that we're actually living in an African Renaissance, but we just don't know it yet. people the fun guys the serious guys sometimes the nice guys the wise guys whatever guys you want to call us a lot of guys you know what i'm saying halal guys because we always keep it not we keep it halal at all times never haram especially right now especially right now ramadan mubarak ramadan kareem to all our muslims brothers and sisters out there but the boys are back and if you don't know who we are, I go by the name DJ Anzo. Here with my man, Uncle E, in the place to be. Come on. Who we are is we're two African millennials canoeing through this thing we call life and talking about those experiences from an African perspective. And we're making it our mission to edutain you on all things African. Whether Fuck it's those. culture, whether it's music, whether it's food. Anything that you want to know, we're doing our best to entertain you on all that. So, welcome uh, for those joining us. Near Seven. And four. Seven. Uh, today is a very special day. Is that so? Because I want to say it to all my Ghanaians, Etisen, Akwaba, Atu, Atu, and bring them to. <laughs> uh, no, man. Today, today. Um, our, our esteemed guest, I don't, I don't, he needs no introduction, but I will, I will, we'll I will go him. out and say, we need to ginger him small because small. this is the, the TikTok African parent original, the funniest man in Africa, the tallest man in in Ghana, and look, look, <laughs> we gotta keep going we on. Have to talk about that. <laughs> we gotta keep going on about it, but. None other than the man himself, Yao Konadu. Let's hear a big yes, round of applause. Sir. Come so. on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yao, welcome to the show. My namesake, as you know, Ibwe, I'm a Thursday born. So it makes it Yao squared. Why two, my brother? Wow. What is Alpha. this? The Yao convention going on? It's the on Yao here? convention. Thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Talk to us, man. What's, what's been going on? Just, you know, life. I mean, I'm in college right now, you know. Mm-hmm. Trying to keep up the. You're facing your books. I'm focusing on my Thank books God. very much, very much. You know, trying mm-hmm. to balance that with my content as well. And yeah, mm-hmm. just taking you know each day one step at a time. Thank but, you for taking the time, Yao, to join us today. No problem. It's a, it's a pleasure again. <laughs> nah, cause cause we are you just gonna say some? No, hey, I was going to say it. You know, us typical. We today we it's just very fitting when we're having the guy who is. In my opinion, one of the favorites for displaying our African parents mm-hmm. and how they struggle with technology. Yeah. Yeah. It's only fitting that we go through <laughs> our own technical that, difficulties uh, today. Hey, uh, we'll, we'll save the details, but yes, yes, but we were moving mad today. No, with the, the DSTV tef- remote was not working today. Yeah. It's mad, it's mad, it's mad, but it's going to make the conversation that much better. Factos. Um, so as you know, Yao, um, one thing that we, we like to do is ask, where are you really, really from? Right? What's your true heritage? Not just I'm from Ghana. No. Right. We want to know what's your 
What's your mom's tribe? What's your dad's tribe? Mm-hmm. How do you identify? Um, you know, to what extent can you tra- trace your lineology? Go ahead and, and, and tell us where you're really, really from, bro. So I was born and raised in Connecticut and, you know, USA. I was born here. Uh, I've only been to Ghana twice in my life. The first time was when I was one, and the second time was when I was four. So I don't really have too, too many memories of back home. But I'm going this year in December with my sister. So hey, come on, come on, yeah, congrats. So I'm gonna I'm gonna re- try and get as much footage as possible. Try and like really fully uh-huh. like immerse myself because like as much as I try and like rep like like the Guinean like heritage, like I feel like I don't I feel like like not Guinean enough. So I feel like I have to go and experience Ghana mm-hmm. Ghana for myself. But yeah, uh, my brother and my sister. They're both born in Ghana. They're both like twenty plus years older than I am. There's like a big gap. Um, okay. My my dad is from the Ashanti region. He's from Efijasi. And my mom is from Eastern region. She's from Eninim. And my my dad is a full blooded Ashanti man. Uh I know like uh, a lot of like with a lot of full blooded. Full blooded, hundred percent. Nothing else. <laughs> But like I know, with, I know with, like a lot of Africans, like we we only like identify with like our dad's side. But like after I mm-hmm. asking my mom more questions, I found out that she I, I was also part Ewe through her father, mm. and she's also um, Achim. So I identify as yeah. Ashanti, Achim, and also Ewe. Okay, okay. Yeah. And we were alluding to that um, earlier, but. Ewe is actually spill over into Togo, so yeah. I know a lot of Togolese that are Ewe. Makes sense. The colonialists yeah. always did us dirty. This no such just people. drew nice lines around us. Yeah. So, no, that, that's that's dope, though. That's Thank awesome. you for sharing. And, and the fact that you're that connected to it, even though you don't spend that much time there, that's that says a lot, man. Yeah. Um, says a lot. And and and. And kind of along that lines, like what prompted you to to even, you know, go back into uh, to chase your 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 heritage and h- how did that come about? Just you know, being a kid, like asking a thousand questions a day, just like one. Like I I don't know. I, I was it, it first started from like from me wanting to know the meaning of my name, like what did Yao mean? What does Yao mean? You know. Mm-hmm. Him breaking down that, you know, we get our names based off the days of the week. And I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then it, and then he started to, like, tell me stories about how, you know, the Ashanti kingdom came to be. And then we even got to, like, watch documentaries on things like that. So it was just, like, it was nothing that my parents, like, forced on me. It was just me being a kid and being curious and me wanting to know, like, why things are the way they are. Yeah. Yeah, so that was just one thing that really was just very interesting to me. And it still is. Like, I ask questions to this day. I never stop asking. Yeah, that's why. And I want to touch upon your name a little bit, Yao. So, as we know, is this with, educate me a little bit, with the Asante people, the day of the week, Mm -hmm. if you were born on a certain day of the week, you get one specific name, right? Mm -hmm. So, for you, it was Yao. Yes. What does that name signify? Uh, what have you learned that it signifies? And how have you kind of claimed that identity and also be proud of that unique name that you, is given to you, especially growing up uh, here in the U.S.? 
Well, I, I, I've tried to ask if there was like a deeper meaning than just like a male yeah. born on Thursday. Because like I know with like mm-hmm. other Africans, like especially like Yoruba names, like their names like are like sentences, yeah, full on like sentences. Yeah. So it's yeah. not like, it's not like the same in like Ghana, okay. like in like tree, but I I, I yeah. still I still feel like um you know the importance in my name like growing up like. I found it fun to like explain like my heritage and like, you know how I got my name, and, and you know like, you know, <laughs> a lot of a lot of people a lot of first generation Africans would like try and like shy away from that, but you can't really. For me, I couldn't really escape being Guyanian or being African because I have a hundred percent African name. Like when I'm Yao Kunadi, I can't escape yeah. being Guyanian. So. He's, he's not yeah. David. He's, there's no he's David. Not there's no American name, English name, and. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I love that because yeah. I fall under the Yao bucket as well, where it's your name is fully identified as right. clearly you're from Africa. Maybe they might not know which country or region, but it's important also to narrow, to be proud of that. And especially when you're away from the land or the countries where people don't have your name yeah. and find it unfamiliar to not shy away from it or feel like you need to make it easier to either say your name or give an alternative European or American name yeah. in terms of just kind of fitting in in a way. Something, something interesting is this has been a conversation before where growing up, a lot of Africans didn't, they didn't want to claim that of course. their Africanness, right? So uh, I remember specifically around the whole Afrobeat boom in like 2012, the Azontos, the you know skeletons, all of that course. stuff. That's when people started to really come into their Africanness, being proud of that. You know, so instead of Yao saying my name is Yao, you might have found he was saying my name is Y. You know, to 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 hey. Americanize it. You see what I'm saying? They say say Alex. My name is Alex or Kwame. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is it? <laughs> this one is taking shots. <laughs> you get Yao it? Say, but, I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm Kwame. I ain't no I, Alex. You know, like you don't even see. I'm Kwame. Like. I got you. You get what I'm saying? So it's dope, bro, that that you, for you, you said, no, my name is Yao. If you don't know how to say it, maybe you should think about your life, you know, because my name is Yao. Mama call me Yao, I'm going to call him Yao. (laughs) You know, that's why it is. If whatever my mom calls me, this is what you'll have to call me, my Yeah, yeah. But, and I think it's so dope from Yao, here he is, a first generation Ghanaian American. Exactly. Claiming this more than that, people we know that are, were born in America, Africa, raised there, and then they come to US maybe for college or so and start playing these funny games around their heritage name because they just are trying to either fit in. Mm-hmm. But I really hope if you are African, especially moved here or even grew up here as well, don't shy away from that name. Really embrace it, man. Embrace take, it. It's so powerful. Take it fully. Yeah, take know? it fully. So one thing, one thing we wanted to go into, yeah, was obviously um, the comedy is blown up, right? Um, it's it's very recognizable, like no matter where you are. Uh, I know that for us personally, the one video that that blew up was the. While getting money while you are sleeping, you know. <laughs> you don't know what's going on. That that video. You, you don't, don't know, know what's, what's going, going on. on you are sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> that video blew up, man, and like 
So relatable. It's so relatable because we both have personal experiences with that. But um, talk talk a little bit about like how your parents influenced um, y- you to even get into a space where you can express yourself in a comedic way. Um, talk about how you know just growing up, how your pre- you the the real representation. Of of what you um, sort of show us on, on TikTok, just go a little bit into that. Well, like one thing, like I just I see the I see the world in just a humorous way. Like I just try to find the humor in everything, like no matter like how awful it is. Mm-hmm. And like I feel like there's like beauty and like the ugly parts of like like African culture. And like growing up, I would like see things and like I would try and like you know process what I've like seen and like like I don't know I, I my so growing up with like my parents you know my dad being like more of like the laid back kind of guy but my mom was like really on me about like education and like you know how I present myself and like you know this that and the third but they're very funny people like they're very serious but like they're very funny at the same time and it's like I try and like highlight the good qualities as well as the bad qualities, you know, because I don't want to make it seem like I'm just dogging on them, you know, like I try, I try and like present like these scenarios as like, okay, like this is a problem, but like, like, like I'm at a loss for words right now. I, I don't, I don't even know how, how to explain. I get, I get what you're saying. It's like, this is a problem. And this is sort of like, this is a lighter, lighthearted approach that we can take to exactly, solve it. Exactly, right? exactly. It's like, yeah. yeah. Bringing humor to, Bringing humor yeah, into to a, what yeah. our realities are growing up in an African household in yeah. general. And of course, every African household is different, but there are commonalities we have across the board that we exactly. relate to in how we were raised, the authority our parents instill on us, the the whole idea of the respecting it's their way or the highway right the cultural aspects of things the traditions that we all have to initially absorb and never kind of have our own way of expressing so it sounds like to me how this was a great way for you to find expression through humor yes yes well, would you say that's kind of how that led you into the content creation 100% because you know, when it comes when it comes to like trying to talk to your parents, it's like they say like, oh, like you can talk to me about anything, but you can't talk to them. You yeah. can't talk to them about everything. <laughs> no, not really. Not not everything. <laughs> because like, yeah, you'll talk to them and like it'll go through one ear, but then it'll, they'll like process yeah. it as like disrespect because like they feel like any like pushback or opposition is just like yeah. you know us trying to you know not follow what they're saying, but it's like. I don't know. So, and to add to that, yeah, you had mentioned your love for sports growing yes. up. How you always wanted to play sports, and typically, as me and Anzo, if you, we've had these discussions as well, <laughs> these sports business is not entertained by our African parents. It's typically only focused on academics, and if we're talking about any sort of pursuing sports as a full-time career or passion that is not something that is even deemed acceptable yet alone even considered so 
Yeah, if you can talk about your experience in how, I would say it's a general, maybe stereotype across most African parents. They don't want to hear anything about sports or pursuing passions outside of academia. And why do you think that is that reason? I feel like, you know, with like our African parents, like dropping everything and like moving to a foreign land, like we have to learn a new language, a new culture, you know, you're all alone. So it's like they've they've sacrificed so much and like they've built this life. So like they we we as like the first generation kids could like have a better, you know, a better life than they did. So they want us to have like the most secure careers. So when it comes to like Trump mm-hmm. wanting to be like an athlete or doing something creative, like they don't they like they see like it, it's not a guarantee like to go to the NBA or to of course right or to be like a content a big content creator like there is some doubt like you might fail and like yeah. they, they want like the chance of failure to be like point zero 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 like one percent so it's like yeah man I, I I it comes from a place of love I feel like uh, like a place of like you know fear of failure but it gets to a point where it's like a kid could have a talent in something and like their fear of their kid wanting to fail could like make them miss, like miss out on like trying to like hone that talent instead of like, you know, like pushing it down and like making that kid go on a career path that really isn't for them. Because we see like a lot lot of our uncles and aunties like in like dead end jobs or like even dead end marriages, like married, like arranged marriages that they didn't want to be in. So it's like, right. You know that that sort of thing is like it's a generation. It's a generation. It's a generational yeah. thing, and it's a it's a thing about exposure too. Like if you don't know something, then it's harder to sort of um, approach it and 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 accept it. Because for me, I know till this day, Marcus Rashford is taking my spotlight. <laughs> I was meant to be in Manchester Yo, United. We were supposed to be me and we Iboy, the game. You know, Iboy was supposed to be. Voighost. Voighost you know, times 1,000. I will right now like, put me in. I'll do better like job. those than uncles. Him. I could have been a footballer. <laughs> <laughs> I could have been a footballer, but I injured my I was meant to be in Manchester United. Factors. <laughs> you get it. So, no, but it's also a thing of like, as you get older, you start to understand that perspective, right? You start to see the, oh, okay. Maybe after all, I'm not Marcus Rashford. I'm yeah, better, right? But my parents wanted me to focus on something, something that I'm better else. at, right? And and you start to see sort of the lanes that they see through because it's, um, it, I mean that's that that's, was never their reality, right? But that's the question I asked too to both of you guys. As I've grown older now, I do think our African parents deserve more flowers. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. For what y'all mentioned, the sacrifices they made coming into new countries, lands, really having the vision for their kids. Yeah. It's as if they really didn't come here for them. They Not came here all. for us. For us. And as you mentioned, if they're doing quick maths, mm-hmm. us telling them we want to play, become NBA player, or we want to be nowadays a YouTuber, yeah. something like that. That's not aligned with what they make those sacrifices for. So it's very hard for them to encourage you to do those things because they are wanting to increase your likelihood of success. And typically, as we've known, as they have known, the best route through is getting your education, getting your degrees Mm -hmm. and climbing that one ladder. Yeah. And I mean, Yao, Yao, Yao is a testament to that. So Yao... 
tell us like how your parents received it when you started creating content when you you know started getting big like what was their reception to it and i mean they, they obviously it was a new thing that they were exposed to so talk about that yeah so my mom my mom didn't understand it at all at first like she thought it was just a waste of time like she really <laughs> she told me so many times that i should just stop and focus on school because it was during like the covid time so like you know it was like online school and like just a whole big mess and like you know, she was just really hyper-focused on me, like, just, you know, staying locked in and zeroed in on school. But, like, I found a new talent, like, a new, like, hobby. So I tried to, I just tried and tried to convince her and, like, tell her, like, this is, like, a serious thing that I'm, like, you know, trying to pursue. And she didn't really, like, buy into it until that one video went viral, the you don't know what's going on video. You don't know what because, is going on. Because that was all over Facebook. Like, all the all the aunties in my church, they all saw it. They sent it to my mom. <laughs> like, it, I, I, you, couldn't, you couldn't hide from that video. So, yeah. yeah. After that, she, like, it really opened her eyes and she saw, like, yeah. how, like, big of an audience, like, I was, like, gaining. So, it was, yeah. now she's, like, now she's, like, fully accepted it. And she, like, she subscribed to my YouTube channel. She follows me on TikTok. Come like, on, she, Come she, on. Does it. she can't wait for the next video. <laughs> yeah. So was it was the community reception um, what you expected it to be as well as far as like the aunties at your church and the uncles and stuff? I mean, or does that do you never even check for that really? Yeah, like not really. Like I yeah. Gr- like growing up, I-, I would go to like a lot of like functions and like you know I'd be around like the uncles and aunties a lot. But these past few years, I haven't really been around them really, so I, I don't know what their opinion of me is. But you know, it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. I make videos about them, so if they want to talk, you're just giving me skit. Well, I'm giving you more juice. <laughs> well, uh, you know the. Uh, African uncles and parents was nightmares. Their reputation and what will others say? <laughs> Precisely. So what will others say Precisely. is such a huge dynamic. And I do think we have probably way more talented, like in general, like we're way very talented in mm. terms of our expressions, just our culture, how we are as Africans. Yeah. We're very dramatic. We have language. We're so talented. And I want... Yao is showing, you know, should be an example for anyone who's, you know, wants to make content out there or has ideas. Go ahead and do it. Don't worry what your parents will really think as long as you're not being disrespectful about it. Or, But I do think we also need to, I see it more happening with Gen Zs especially, but this idea that creating content, expressing humor, being funny and all of us enjoying it like your, you, you should consider what your family would think or people who know you would think. That shouldn't matter. Right. Like if you if you're enjoying it, making content and it's dope and people love it, why should you worry about like what will others say type of deal? Right. Like I feel like that affects us too much exactly. in our society sometimes. And and, and another thing is, excuse me. Um, we're seeing. I like to think that we're actually living in an African renaissance, but we just don't know it yet, right? Low key. A lot of things are exploding out of the continent, yes. whether it's the music. Mm-hmm. Now you can walk into a Chipotle and you hear Burna Boy. Oh. Thames is everywhere. Oh, like, For real. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, real. The, the music is exploding. Like, it was crazy. At a PWI. In the gym, you I see what I'm PWI, saying? I go to Central Connecticut State University and they're playing Rama in the gym. Yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> 
<laughs> you see what I'm saying? And and a lot of Africanness is exploding right now. It's huge. And I want to say shout out to you for playing your part in the content creation on the comedic side because this is what's going to push the needle, right? Facts. African representation is more evident than ever. And you might look back in however long that time period may be, six months, a year, two years, three years, four years, five. And now we've got a whole media platform where it's Yaokunado TV and our stories are being told, right? Yes. The story of the African uncle who walked 10 miles to school every day in the rain through the river. Made sure, and never had a bee. I never had a bee in his life. Always a Will now be the... You see what I'm saying? Always. Now that takes its place at the table. Yes. In film, right? Where it's like, not that we need validation from, you know, the Oscars or the Grammys, but those are going to be the forefront because this type of content is pushing and pushing and it's, you're seeing people um, interact with it. Like, oh, I'm actually from Canada. I'm actually from the UK. I'm from Romania. But it's still hitting those areas. And so that... I, I, yeah, shout out to, to Yao for real for, for pushing Yao, the needle. we're not on, on just comedy. saying this because you're sitting here. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, how we look at it as Anzo saying is that it's the modern day African Renaissance right. that has happened now. It's a wave that's going on. And we're now in this phase of content creation. Creatives, right. TikTok African parents. It's yeah. like you just do an African parents hashtag. It's like one something billion. It's a big boom. Yeah. So that tells you, you it's see a what I'm huge saying? boom. And how many of those people are inspired from exactly. the Yao Kanadu TVs? The African Renaissance mm -hmm. that is happening right now. Modern day African Renaissance, especially if we're talking about content creation. And I'm Using the TikTok, maybe IG platform, and I'm pinpointing it down to the big trend of simply the topic of African parents. Yeah. The massive influx of content that has been created and is booming on yeah. these platforms. Right. The representation of African parents, families, cultures. And we're talking to one right now who's one of the greatest contributors we have yeah. right now that's yeah. going on. And uh, it's yeah, we need we're not gassing you. Not gassing the make thing. sure your head is doesn't get you know? any bigger as we're telling you. <laughs> but we just want to hear from you. What have you seen? How has that been from your lens of seeing this huge trend around African parents and just African comedy? It's just it's just amazing to see because when I when I first hopped on TikTok in like February 2020, there was like a like a little African content lane, but like, I felt like it was like a little bit like dry. So like, I, I tried, right. I tried like, I wanted to put my own spin on it, you know, because I was, I, I feel like, you know, I'm a pretty funny guy. Like I don't take anything seriously, really. Like that's, that's one thing that my mom yells at me for. Like, you are, you are never serious. You know, I'm a serious child. But it's like, you know, I, I, tried, I tried to like, I tried to like, you know, bring like the the humor of like, you know, the African, you know, culture. And it, it's just amazing to see how big it's grown because you, you see like creators like Dr. Abu, you know, OG Maro, mm -hmm. Abdulio, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Clinton-ish. Like I could name so many different people who are just doing their thing and like, you know, just showing like all sides of Africa in a positive light because when it comes to like mainstream media, you you know, you see like the same things, you know, regarding Africa, like mm -hmm. poverty, same nonsense. poverty, hunger, war, 
you know, the whole nine, yeah. like, and, you know, just to see, like, you know, Africa being shown in, like, a positive light, you know, yeah, how we have, like, personality, too, like, we have things going on, too, you know, and it, it's just, it's yeah. just, it's just great to see how much it's grown and, like, how, like, how non-African people are, like, you know, having their eyes on us and, like, Mm-hmm. You know, not that, we need, not, not that we need their validation, but like they see, like you know, Africans are like valid too. Like we're fire too. Exactly. Yeah. And and I'm not, I'm not gonna say any names in the face of diplomacy. Of course. But there's some uh, creators out there who, I think, do exactly the the opposite, which is regress us in the sense of yes. how far we've come of as as Africans. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, you you've seen some of them. I think you'll know who I'm talking Look, about. Me, I'm going to say it. Hey, if this wasn't cool Ramadan, it I will say it. Yeah, <laughs> you need. To, I will say it if it wasn't cool Ramadan. But down. as I says, let me cool down. You know what I'm saying? There are people who who do that. Um, but that um takes it, nonetheless. It, it does not take away from the people who are doing it the right way, who are really like highlighting Africanness yes. and African culture the way it's meant to be. Yes. You see what I'm saying? You don't have to tap dance if yeah. you're going to create African-based comedy or content. You don't have to... Just um, be yourself and be authentic in showing representation. Yeah. Because it's like... But being, as we mentioned... Like yeah. It's like it's like a menstrual show. Like, it, it's like... <laughs> I guess second-hand... That, it's more than this samples. I, I hate... That's the ick, though, y'all. And I, you know, I want to... Like, that's... I can't stand it. Yeah. Whenever I see it's tap dancing... Modern day minstrel among Africans on these apps, making us look bad, perpetuating stereotypes that we are actually trying to eradicate in mm-hmm. terms of having people like Yao actually show real comedy, real right. representation. Like how, you know, I, I don't want to say we need to have policing or, you know, tell people they shouldn't create those things, but it's a bad look. It's a bad look, man. It's a bad look. So, nah, the the, the hook is always going to be the the cringiest and the corniest stuff. But uh, uh, let me not go into detail with with some of that. But nah, yeah, for sure, there there's there's definitely a a, a flu of 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 just people who are doing it right. Shout out to them. Shout out to the OGs who trailblaze too. Factors. As you know, my the original African dad Sam takes off. He was back on Vine days, you know. So to see now that you've pushed the needle and said not only African dads, but African parents, African uncles, aunties, you know, the cousins, as as Ghanaians <laughs> would say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is chopping the money. <laughs> you know, it's chopping the money. Like, it's 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 so refreshing and dope to see that, that it's you know we need that comedic relief. When I right. send my cousin that money or so and they chop it, but I can go and watch videos, see y'all out there see y'all. making that. I'm like, you know what? No, these these that's you know, life. Is, that's life. You, you know, know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, now yeah. So, but it's 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 really dope for me to see us represented in so many different facets, right? Um, yeah. One thing I wanted to ask you. Uh, do you have any famous sayings or proverbs that your parents just used to drill into you? Prevention is better than cure. Oh, God. Prevention <laughs> is better than cure. My, that's my mom's favorite saying. And, like, this past, like, uh-huh. since I got to college, like, it, it's, like, really, like, resonating with me. I'm like, prevention is really better than cure. Because, like, 
like her, her like her whole her whole thing is like with Africans is like when they're like raising their children, it feels like they're trying to like shield them from the world, you know, not them not let them like experience things and like mm-hmm. yeah. mistakes. So it's like her whole thing with like prevention is better than cure is like she would rather me like not like be like a risk taker. So Anzo, what was a famous proverb or quote you could remember your parents telling you always? <sighs> My parents, you know, they, they didn't use too many like specific ones. Yeah. Uh, that would come more from like the the people around. Yeah, I remember yeah. prevention is better than cure was one prevention of them. Prevention is better than cure. But another one, my my pops. You see, my pops was he he, he was a philosopher, so he used <laughs> he to is. say, "Live in the now." Ah, right. Because he, he, I, I was, I was scattered as a kid, man. Mm. Like I was like, "Oh, what's this? What's this? What's that?" You know what I'm saying? So I was I was moving on to the next thing quickly. Mm. And um, my pops used to say. Yo, live in the now. Like, don't worry about Yo. the next thing. Don't worry about what's what's happened already. Focus on what's in front of you. Uh, a simple story. One time, I was jumping around the house, and I jumped and stepped on a toothpick, uh-uh. and it went halfway up my foot. Uh uh-uh. uh And he said, "Did you live in the now?" And to this day, it doesn't make sense why he said that. <laughs> but I've never stepped on a toothpick since then. <laughs> So my pops, my pops, yeah, he he was always on living the now. Yeah, the living the now is better than cure. Than cure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fact what is. about you, man? I would say my dad. My dad always has sayings and is very vocal. Mm-hmm. But I'll say one that always comes is he will always find his specific moments to he's like Ibrahim, mm-hmm. especially if I'm like being mischievous or hurting myself, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or as he says, you're being rough. You're always being rough. Why are you so rough? <laughs> yeah. But he'll always say, Abraham, yeah. I told you, the road of I don't care leads <laughs> to the to city the of had I known. This man used to tell me this, yeah, every time, bro. The city of had I known, man. I have been to 115,000 cities of had I known, according yeah. to my dad. Yeah. So, yeah, the road of I don't care leads to the city of had I known. Always. That man drilled it, man. My my mom used to say you need to pull up your socks. <laughs> she said when I'm not Think doing what about I need it. to do, she said you need to pull up your socks. Think I said about what, it. That, what does that mean? But you said it. They were deep. They said Think. Did, did she ever like break down what that meant? Nope. No. Nope. Uh, yeah. Well, I had come to on figure now. it out by break myself, down. man. That's that's part of being an African kid is you got to figure it out. Whatever they saying, you know. You gonna be like that hangover meme doing calculations. Yeah. <laughs> Doing mathematics. Quick maths. Um, uh, oh, another thing I wanted to touch on. A lot of first-gen kids here, they say, I'm from, I'm from Dallas. Yep. But my parents are from Nigeria. Hmm. I'm from Providence. But my, my parents are from Gambia. Yeah, you know, my like, parents are African. They're from Africa and that. But, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And along those lines of what we were talking about earlier about suppressing your Africanness, right? Um, it's it's yeah. dope to, to, to see that you didn't. But what are some things that, besides your name, right, that your parents did that could make you never run away from being African? Was it like 
the music you grew up around? Was it the community? Was it the church? Was it, you know, what are some of those things that just kept you grounded in who you are as a Ghanaian man? I feel like, I feel like for me, like, I feel like my parents were pleasantly surprised with like how much like I embrace my heritage because I haven't, I've only been to Ghana twice in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, first time I, I spent my first birthday in Ghana and then the second time I went, I was four. And then I haven't been since I'm 19 now, mm. but I'm going to go at the end of this. I'm going to go at the end of this year. Inshallah. So I'm going to try and you know, make some new memories. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what was the question again? Is that, <laughs> what are some <laughs> of the things that kept you grounded in being Ghanaian? You know, like. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Sorry. Yeah. So one thing that my parents like stress was the speaking tree at all times. Uh, like obviously, obviously me being born in America, I'm going to, you know, learn English in school. Yeah. But, at, you know, at home, you know, just strictly tree. And like, it kind of influenced the way that I talk. Like, you know, I, when I was a kid, like I was speaking more tree, but then when I went to school, it kind of faded away. But mm-hmm. I, I fully like understand tree and I kind of speak English the way they do sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it might come out. Like I obviously do like, you know, the accent, but I actually kind of talk like that a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, obviously my name, you know, me being named Yao Kunedu is, I, I can't escape being Ghanaian. Like, I can't be a, Facts. Being an African. Yeah. So I just, I just, you know, embraced that. Like, I, I never, I was never ashamed of it. Like, you know, there'd be kids in school who would make like, you know, the booty scratcher jokes or like the, you know, the Michael Black Yeah, yeah, yeah. Acon, all that stuff. Yeah. Acons and all of that. Yeah. So, yeah, but I, I was never one of those kids who like it, it never affected me. I would just be like, okay, and then do my horizontal, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, He's like, okay, shoot. <laughs> like, like I, I couldn't, I couldn't care less. Yeah. Like I was one of those kids who was like on the bus 7 a.m. listening to Shatawali, like on like. Hey, on the way to school. Come like, on, yo, I, you're, you're saying my, some heavy my hitters. Whole, my whole, from heavy hitters, like no, I my parents my parents like did a good job with like like playing Ghanaian music all the time. Yeah, like that that also helped me like understand Chi and like you know helped me like get into the music because like they had like a whole like cassette tape of like KK Fosu or Foreign Pons. Uh, come on, <sighs> come on. Um, uh, Coffee and Tea, <sighs> Coffee B. Oh, um, yeah. Daddy Lumba. Daddy uh-huh. Alex Konedu, okay. Alex Deep in there, like you I see. can name like so many different people, and it's like it, it's like it's like weird that like like as a kid I didn't appreciate hip life mm-hmm. and stuff because I was like always trying to like you know do my own to at the parties, but like as I grew older <laughs> I was like wow like you were making like timeless bangers yeah. because yes. Ghana music right now is like not nice. A hundred percent. Yo, and so, nah. I, I hear you on that because, well, f- from my perspective as a DJ, right? Um, one, one, of, one, of, one of our really good friends, one of my best friends, uh, his name is DJ Narum. He's from the Airway region. And he's kind of the person who's been responsible for really even me, like, kicking off my career in that sense. Um, but him and I have shared a lot of Ghanaian music between each other and... I actually have my honorary Ghanaian citizenship. I'm just waiting for the passport to he arrive. He gave so, Ghana Jolov the highest rating he's yo, ever I'm had. I'm saying, so the, the thing about like Ghana music is people don't understand how rich it is and how 
there's too many bangers through high life, hip life, even the new stuff, like all the new kids on the block. Ghana really does their thing with music. So the fact that your parents raised you around that, like hats off to them. That's powerful. It's you very, know, he has all of that. You think he's not going to be proud of his name or go exactly. and anyone crack jokes. He, they do, yeah, he ain't missing out on do, nothing. Yeah. One thing I try to do like in my skits is like, I'll try and have like a old hip life song like in the background. Uh-huh. Like, I noticed just, that. Just, just, just as like a shot. Yeah. Like, as, as a shot. Because I feel like, I feel like they didn't get like their flowers like during they didn't. their time. So it's like, I, I, I feel like you know, if I'm making a skit that I know that might get like a decent amount of views, like why don't I like you know shout out like a song that that like you know held me down during like my childhood. Yeah, like, gotta pay homage to the ones that yeah, that really did it. Um, yeah, share it with other people. Yeah. A question for y'all. So, going back to embracing your Africanness, y'all being a first generation. Kenyan American that was born and grew up here and he's highlighting to us that he had all the tools you know that he had at his disposal that Mm -hmm. it would be a shame if he's not proud of his heritage like look at how awesome that is but I would also say on the other flip side Africans that maybe come here a little bit later a lot of times they struggle in terms of finding ways to either suppress their Africanness, which is mainly quickly trying to change their accent Mm -hmm. or not calling themselves Kwame and choosing Alex (laughs) or... You got to let that go. Dressing accordingly. So (laughs) we know who we're saying. We've seen it, you know? So I guess that dynamic, Anzo, like these people too, I, I feel like you're not being like... I think like you'll only find that among us because I don't think if... We have someone coming from New Delhi, yeah. and they're coming here. I don't think they're going to be trying to nah. find ways to oh, let me try and you know none of that. So I guess how do we how do we also spread awareness and maybe enlighten these people that you don't have to try and do these things to fit in if you come to the U.S. or go go abroad. Like you do not have to feel like your name, how you speak, your accent is something that you need to suppress to fit in. Yeah. I mean, it's also an issue of perspective, right? Because as you as you travel to a, you settle in a new place, you're gonna adopt some customs. You're gonna, you know, speak a certain way. Like those, some of those things are inevitable. But I think what you are after is really the mindset behind that. Yeah, it's exactly. more so like, why are you doing that? And you know, why is it then when an Indian man comes here, he will never say he's anything else, or when a Chinese man. You get what I'm saying? Exactly. Um, a lot of a lot of Africans struggle with that, but um, I think there's it two seems s- more prevalent. Very, very much Africans. more prevalent. Yeah, there's two sides to it, but um, I think now that we have the representation we need, we can't afford to be doing yeah. all that. You know, it's yeah. like if anyone has an adverse opinion of the continent or your country or your village or your city, yo, know, you have the resources to to inform them otherwise now. So that I that. That idea of us being the oh well you know I'm I'm this kind of African associate yourselves or allow it bro come on fam you're moving mad we need to move past that allow that it's it's a dub at this you're moving mad you know um want to get into the the would you rather's yes do Do we want to give you out the diaspora uh, uh, yo question for you as you know. 
a hot topic on our page right now has been the diaspora wars, right? Um, give us your perspective on that. Um, as you know, Ian and I are very pan-Africanist and about the idea of u- unity um, across the diaspora, no matter where you're from, as long as you are a black man, we see you as one of us. Give us your perspective on on that and sort of uh, the attempt for there to be division um, in that sense. I feel like before I say anything, I feel like one mm-hmm. one one big misconception that really frustrates me is like when African Americans would like harp on the fact that like Africans like sold sold them like into slavery, and it's like mm-hmm. I watched I watched a documentary on the Ashanti Kingdom, and then this one like historian she was talking about how like it was it was really because of one you know. Europeans like tricking and like misleading like African chiefs like you know thinking like you know by them by them like they they, they sold they sold people for like yeah. guns you know for protection and stuff so it it, it was really it was mm-hmm. really like it wasn't like they were doing it just because like out of maliciousness or like they wanted to sell their own people it was like it was just circum but they also yeah, they also weren't aware of what was going to happen. Yeah, to Yeah, they, they weren't aware. Like, they I, don't, I don't think yeah. they were. They had no clue. I don't think they were like consciously like, okay, like we're gonna sell these people and make sure like you know they are slaving away in like a foreign land. Like I feel like that wasn't the mindset. Right. But like, mm-hmm. as Africans, I feel like we also need to stop being so like like hostile and like throwing it in their face. Like how like mm. they don't know where they're from, because like a lot a lot of because yeah. when when diaspora wars happen, what I don't like to see is like when Africans talk about like oh like at least I know where I'm from like you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna yeah you're but gonna that, we in, see like, that so, that's so, slap in the face I, 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 man I don't, you I don't know, like always. that as much as like I have like my own like it's terrible it's terrible I have my own gripes with like yeah. some African Americans like and like how they treated Africans but. That's one thing that Africans do that I don't like at all like that's not that's not something that's yeah. not that's well not a joke said, yeah. because. That's like a traumatic thing that happens to black people. Like slavery is not like a joke. Yeah. So seriously, yeah, for, I know for sure. that is seriously. If to be honest, if any African whoever said that to African American or yeah. any black person of the diaspora, that backhanded at least my people weren't slaves. Yeah. yeah. Shame on you. Shame, Shame on you for you. real. Shame on you, man. Shame on you. You are you are a um, you are non-starter. You know, you are non-sensical. You are on. <laughs> well, yes, exactly. Because, like, no matter, no matter what, like, symbolizing, like, no matter what foul, like, thing, any can, like African American yeah. or Caribbean person that said to you, like, you know, it doesn't give you the right to go and like make, nothing. Make How no, dare you? No. It's hypocritical. Man. How dare you come and say at least my people were slaves when us yeah. we had to deal with. Our whole divide and conquer that you just mentioned. Oh, no. yeah. We had to deal with imperialism, and you you acting like as if we were just chilling. That's yeah. embarrassing. That's not. That's nothing to use as. You know, f- and and I'll tell you yeah. this: like for me, I got all the the dark jokes going through school, right? I got all the the booty scratcher, all these jokes. The you know, starving Marvin was another yeah. one. Yeah. Turn off the light. I, I was like, turn off the light. Where you at? You turn off the light. Where's Where Ivan? You, yeah. you know, where's Anzo? Where's all the you're blacker than eleven fifty nine everything uh, under right the bed. and not once did it ever cross my mind to bring that dirty yeah, side to be of, like oh this you know is what I'm my saying? Trump card right here come on man like shame on you for anyone who uses that card because 
is just driving the most like vile sense of the di- division that we don't need. Yeah, I'm like, you so, think you did something, huh? You this know, is what I do. So you think you did something? It's yo, know, it's it shows like you're just just small minded. Yeah, dense. Yeah, dense. Yeah, small minded. Like they like to say. So no, I appreciate the perspective, well said, yeah. man. It's it's I mean, as you know, there's there's a lot of work to be done, but one thing we're driving towards is unity. Yes. Because, you know, when a, when a Norwegian man meets a German man, he doesn't say, I can't do business with you because you're German. <laughs> Factos. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Factos. Um, but that's a whole, uh, that's, a, that's a story for another day. The last thing we want to get into is, would you rather? Yes. So, e. For in closing, yeah, I wanted to do a would you rather funny Africans or African comedian version. Okay. So how this is going to go is I'm going to name two funny Africans or African comedians. And in a split round, all three of us are going to vote who we would rather want mm-hmm. to watch, for example. So okay. who do we think is the funnier African? Okay. So are we ready? I'm ready. All right. First question would you rather Michael Blackson or Don't Jealous Me? Oh. Okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, way back when, way back in the day, I would pick Michael Blackson. But today's Michael uh, Blackson, I don't think I would pick. But I, I, I will say that mm-hmm. overall, Michael Blackson like, is a greater comedian. But I, I would have to say, I'd rather have Chico B right now. I'd rather pick Chico B. So Chief Obi. Yeah. I said don't jealous me, but let's say Chief Obi. Chief Obi is fine. Let's change it to Chief Obi. Or, or, or Would Michael you rather Blackson? Michael Blackson or Chief Obi? So he's saying Chief Obi. Okay. I'd have to say Chief Obi. Chief Obi? Yeah. You want to know why? Why? <laughs> there was a whole... Uh, that man is Igbo to the bone. To the bone. And he, you will... And even, like, the way he dresses, like, his, his comedy, songs. everything. So, Yeah. I'd, I'd have to go Chief OB over Michael Black. And, and he makes music. Wow. He's a pretty talented guy, too. I don't know, he, I don't know if you heard that song. He does make good music. Kweku. music. Kweku. No, no, no. That good. Sounds good. I'll try this. Yeah, Chief OB. Chief OB for me. Who are you saying? Michael Blackson? Look, I can't get jiggy with this. I'm choosing Michael Blackson, bro. All right, all right, all right. Okay. Hit us with another one. Next one, we're going to do... Dulo Harris mm-hmm. or Sam Takes Off? Oh, tough choice. For me, it's not that tough. I'll pick Sam Takes Off. I mean, Dulo, Dulo mm-hmm. makes really great content, like the voiceovers. But nobody was doing that before him. And now I feel like mm-hmm. I, I see a few people who like kind of kind of took his content and like did their own thing. But Sam Takes Off was like, he, he, was, the, he was the first guy to like, you know, Wear like the African dad clothing and like, you know, like just his mannerisms are like, just I don't know. He was just he was just hilarious to me. Like he like really embodied like my dad. Like I personally resonated more with his content. <laughs> okay, Anzo, it's a tough choice. I gotta give Dulo his flowers. Like, by the way, everyone on this list gets oh, undivided yeah. of flowers. Yes. Dulo is the master of voiceovers, and then. Is Tissot Christ like all that stuff? It's phenomenal. Mega. But like y'all was saying, Sam takes off was just like he came at a time where I was just like, "Yo, this is exactly the representation I needed." I think he was and ahead so of his, time. his African dad stuff. 
He was definitely a little, little bit, but he also does music as well. Yeah, he does music. It's phenomenal music, bro. Like it's kind of like an Alte vibe. Sam takes off like he is. He's a visionary, so I, I gotta give it to him, bro. I gotta give it to Sam takes off. Wow, look at you guys with really good answers. Yeah, I'm going with Dulo, man. Yo, Uncle E's going against look, us. I'm, I'm, look, I look, I yes, I go on what I'm. I scroll, I see Dulo now still. Got you, got you, got you, got you, got you. So if I'm looking at from overall legacy wise, yes, mm-hmm. I'll give it to Sam takes off. But right now, I'm going with Dulo. Okay. Okay. the The last one here, guys. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have to put a little twist to it and it is only right we have to also give the real legends back in back home in the motherland we also have to give them a little one so last one would you rather mm-hmm. or Sophia Ooh. or Mr. Ibu uh. <laughs> Mr. Ibu or Sophia? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh. This one is not an easy one at all. Yeah, that's not easy, at bro. All. <laughs> because Sophia in London is actually like, I feel like that deserves an Oscar. I don't know. Yeah, for real. Ben Okafor. <laughs> <laughs> he said, yeah, my brother. Yeah, my brother. <laughs> Come to me. Talk. Don't talk to the corners. <laughs> if you want to talk to me, I talk to me. No, that is that is a class. I got my answer. Yeah, hey, yo, that's a tough one though. But Mr. Ibu too, man. Yeah, Mr. Ibu too. Ah, he's he like the dancing, the 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 facial expressions. Mm-hmm. Uh, that guy's face was me, just me, the expressions me, were just. I think I'll yeah. say Mr. Ibu. Yeah. Mr. Mm. Ibu. Okay. Okay. Yeah. See, Mr. Ibu and his sons were yes <laughs> treacherous times, man. That's <sighs> what you got. You can't put me in this, man. Okay, I have to go with Sophia. Here's why. That guy was unapologetic, bro. <laughs> he was. If it was chasing pigeons in London, <laughs> if it's telling Ben Okafor to to say his name correctly, <laughs> um. Yeah, also Sophia did his turn, so I'm going to go with him. I agree. If you want to talk to me, talk to me direct. direct. Stop Not going to the corners. Plus, you know, I met Osofia, had lunch with him. He did. So yeah. He came to our house in Gambia, yeah. Um, mm. My sister had invited him for lunch, yeah. and I met him, had lunch with him, and... He's as funny when he's he's just Osofia that we know. That's how he is. Like <laughs> funny. I think he was a Chelsea fan. I feel like he wasn't even acting. Yeah. So it's gonna be Osofia for me. Yeah. All right. So that's all we got. Yeah. Um. Last thing that we we wanted to say, man, is uh, one we want to thank you for taking the time to to commit to talk to us today. Um. Out of your, your busy schedule, I know. It's hard to coordinate three people sitting down to talk. Um, but uh, what what do you what do you, what's next for Yao Yao Konadu? Like, tell us, give us a synopsis real quick. What's happening next? What's next for me? Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I want to make longer style videos. Like, I guess you know, maybe have my own TV show on YouTube or something like a little web series. I just wanna, I just wanna make longer content because I feel like with my skits right now. I don't, I feel like I'm not fully telling the stories that I want to tell. So to become a better storyteller, I feel like 
you know, I would just have to make longer videos so you guys can fully see, yeah, you know, my experiences, you know, through violence. So okay. I like more cinematic and longer videos. Yeah, that, and then the art of storytelling is a gift, man. And so if you... <sighs> Once you find the, the lane that you want to pursue in that, man, best of luck to to you in that. Um, I know that uh, Ian and I plan on keeping this this uh, yeah, this, this partnership not, going. Yeah, when you're not getting rid of us, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we plan on building. We plan on building that that um, that media empire together, and and so grateful to have connected with you and and, and met you, man. So. Now, for real, thank you for taking the time to just talk to us and, and so we could get to know you a little bit better. Um, if you have any parting words for your, your fans or for our listeners, go ahead and, and say it right now. All my socials are Yaokonadu TV, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, yeah, all of that. Yaokonadu TV. Everything is all the same. 100%, man. Thank you for being on here. And thank you, Yao. Uncle E, any parting words? Appreciate you, Yao. Keep doing what you're doing. Super proud. And keep that flag that is behind you rising high. Keep being the black Ghana star black of stars. TikTok. You yes. know what I mean? <laughs> so, man, just super proud, man. Super yeah. proud. I'm just really proud of you and really happy we got the chance to meet you, get to know you more. And we can't wait to see you in person. Yeah. And also... By the way, this is the tallest Ghanaian I have known of. Ghanaian I didn't man. know Ghanaian men were, went over <laughs> six foot two. So <laughs> Yao was not having regular Banku. He was having <laughs> he was having Banku Pro Max. Yeah, you know. So maximum XP Banku. Maximum exactly XP Banku. Yeah, so we look forward to linking up with you soon, yeah. brother. Yeah, man. Um, all the best, bro. Shout out to you. Um, we appreciate you joining us today. Um, if y'all enjoyed it. Like, subscribe, follow the man himself. Keep slicing and dicing out here. Make sure you like, subscribe, and follow us. And thank you guys. All the best. Until next time. Peace. Thank you.